Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. As you may have realized, I watch a lot of sports. That's why I like Prime Video. It has all my sports in one app, like the National Women's Soccer League, included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report Sports add-on or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. Prime Video. It's all your favorite sports in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Thanks for listening to The Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 to noon Eastern or 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for The Dan Patrick Show at FoxSportsRadio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app, by searching FSR. Or stream us live on the Peacock app. This is our one on this Tuesday. Dan and the Danettes, Dan Patrick Show. Come on in, stay a while. You can dial us up if you like. Operator Tyler standing by to take your phone calls. 877-3DP-SHOW. Email address, dp at danpatrick.com. Twitter handle at dpshow. Poll question, play of the day, stat of the day. All of that forthcoming. Say good morning. If you're watching on Peacock, thank you. That's our streaming partner. Download the app if you haven't done so. And our radio affiliates around the country, iHeartRadio, Fox Sports Radio. By the way, this uh, first hour is brought to you by the great folks at Discover Credit Cards. At the end of your first year, they automatically double all the cash back you've earned. So the cash back from trips and restaurants all doubled. See terms and check it out for yourself. Discover.com slash match. As always, our stat of the day brought to you by the great folks at Panini, uh, Panini America, the official trading cards of this program. The NFL offseason was filled with a lot of questions around the running back position, and rightfully so. There was this crusade campaign. They need to get paid. They need to have guaranteed contracts. Well, after week two of the regular season, there's uh, you know cause for uh, concern that uh, the running back position is exactly what he, what we thought it was going to be. Saquon Barkley, he fought tooth and nail to get that one-year $10 million contract. He's played well, injured his ankle, probably going to be out for three weeks. Josh Jacobs, similar position. He wanted to get paid, got paid. He had negative two yards rushing this last weekend. And then last night, Nick Chubb carted off the field after that scary knee injury. Meanwhile, you have a career-long backup in Raheem Mostert. He had over 120 yards and two touchdowns for the Dolphins on Sunday against the Patriots. And Mostert is uh, paid $1.2 million this season. So while the running back position may seem appealing, uh, this season's results are certainly a cautionary tale for the NFL's front office. And you hate to see that with any position, but these running backs, the better they are, the, the more likely they're not going to get paid because 
the logic is, well, you rush for 1,500 yards. That's a lot of abuse on your body. We don't do that with any other position, but we do that with the running back position. Since coming into the league in 2018, Nick Chubb has rushed for 6,500 yards, second most to Derrick Henry. His 48 touchdowns, second most to Derrick Henry. Chubb averages 2.7 yards per carry after contract, uh, contact, the most by any player with at least 200 carries since 2018. And, Woo! No, no, it's okay. You can. Woo! Wasn't done with the stat of the day, but that's okay. Stat of the day. Stat of the day. Stat of the day. This is the stat of the day. Stat of the day brought to you by Panini America, the official trading cards of this program. But Nick Chubb is going to be done. Uh, we don't know if it's season-ending injury. He's had, uh, you know, surgically repaired knee that he injured again last night and the loss by the Cleveland Browns to the uh, Steelers. Also, the Saints over the Panthers. That was a tough watch. Uh, I was trying to get excited about that. Like, oh, two uh, NFC South teams getting together. Throw out the records, and I started watching. I go, I don't know if Derek Carr is good. I think he, he can be good, but I don't know if he can be consistently good. And I'm watching. I'm just waiting for something to happen here. Bryce Young, he's a rookie. He looked like it, and uh, he's going to be running for his life. Just is. I don't know how good he is. It goes back to what I've said about these quarterbacks, where you get drafted can be a great indicator of how successful you're going to be. The higher up, the longer it's going to take. It's sometimes when you fall in the draft. You know, you look back on the history of the draft. There are guys who fell for whatever reason they fell, but they had a better chance to be successful because they were going to a better team. Bryce Young is on a team that's not good. Justin Fields is on a team that's not very good. Uh, You're asked to do more. They expect you to do more and do it quicker. And Bryce Young is going to face that this year. Here's his head coach, Frank Reich, talking about his rookie quarterback's performance. I can tell you this. It's certainly, you know, our struggle on offense. It's it's not one person. Again, we'll look at the film, but, you know, I thought Bryce did, did some really positive things, made some good, made some plays with his feet, made some good decisions, made good throws, um, showed plenty of, things that we want to see so it was encouraged by that I, I know how hard it is to play that position I've been around it a long time and and I know how dependent it is on everything so we all got to get better um, everybody's got to get better coaches and players so that, that's the way we work through it yeah I mean it's going to be a long year and Bryce Young it's a learning year you just have to be patient And, you know, your expectation level has to be lowered a little bit. And his might have to be lowered a little bit. But he does have some qualities there that you hope that he's able. And he runs smart. Uh, You know, he'll go out of bounds. He'll slide. And he's slight. He is very slight. But, you know, got a great football acumen. And maybe they get some weapons in there. I mean, they gave up their best weapon to get the opportunity to take Bryce Young. Back to uh, the Cleveland Browns. With uh, the injury to Nick Chubb, here is head coach Kevin Stefanski of the Browns. Reports up here uh, uh, from NFL 
on that work that uh, that Nick has suffered multiple torn ligaments in, in his knee. I can't. I, without imaging, I can't say. So, uh, significant knee injury. Do you anticipate him being done for the season? I do. Yeah, I, I Adam Schefter put out a report, but it was it should have been flipped because when he first put out the report about the injury, he mentioned Nick Chubb had had this knee surgically repaired, I think ACL, MCL, PCL, and you would have thought reading from his tweet that that's what he suffered last night. And, you know, it should have been just, you know, serious injury or could be a season ending, whatever it might be, and then you could say that he also suffered these injuries to that same knee. But it was not, uh, it was poorly designed, that tweet. Uh, Deshaun Watson didn't look good. Um, he did talk about the uh, value of uh, Nick Chubb. I know he don't have the C on his, on his jersey, but, you know, he, he's a captain. He's a, he's a leader. He's the definition of this, of this team, of this city, of this organization. And, um, you know, we got a, a lot of holes to fill, you know, while he's, while he's away. So, um, I mean, it's even tough to even speak on it. And um, just hopefully he, you know, we get the best outcome for him. Now, there was a pick six. That's not on Watson unless you say he threw the ball a little too hard, the opening play. But a couple of penalties on him. The one where he had his hand in the face mask of a Steeler defender almost looked like his hand was caught in there and he couldn't get it out. The officials saw it and flagged him. But it wasn't a good performance. He got a hall pass last year with Cleveland because we thought, okay, everything that's gone on, going to a new team, trying to get acclimated there. So I think that the analysts sort of backed away from him. Now let's see him have a full camp, uh, maybe uh, move on from all the drama, and he has not had a good start. So, you know, you're no longer on scholarship from the standpoint of, yeah, you know, let's give him a little bit of time. He was a really good quarterback with the Texans. He was a really good quarterback for a bad team. And they had to guarantee all of his money because he didn't want to go to Cleveland. And they guaranteed all of his money. And now you're stuck with him. And I don't know if it was me. He didn't feel it. it, He just seemed very hesitant. You know, he didn't really commit to running. And I don't remember him being a great runner. Not, Not the way quarterbacks are now, great runners. But he's not elusive. And he just seemed, like, cautious. And now without Nick Chubb, now they're going to rely on you even more. And you saw that last night. Not a good performance. Um, Kenny Pickett, he's, he's, he has, has moments. But at that position, you can't just have moments. You have to have more moments that are really good than those moments where you go, oh, my God, what happened there? I mean, not great numbers. The Steeler defense. Bailed him out. Uh, but he's got weapons there. Uh, so, And I do like the Steelers. I'm, I'm high on the Steelers. Um, not as much on the Browns. And the Bengals with the Joe Burrow situation, they're probably going to have to rest him for a couple of weeks just to ensure that they have him for, you know, three quarters of the season. you got a game with the Rams coming up on Monday night, and I don't think Joe Burrow is going to be playing. Because you have to look at this. This is long-term. This is bigger picture. You don't want to have an Achilles injury here, obviously. But this is where it starts with some athletes, the calf, and then it becomes the Achilles. So let's a preemptive uh, strike with this. Sit him down for a couple of weeks. 
and hopefully he responds to treatment, and then you get him back. But you just there's no need to have him out there on one leg, you know, giving us the uh, the old football try because you have too much invested in him. So watching last night, uh, certainly the Chubb injury, who's one of my favorite players. He's just 1,500 yards, uh, doesn't say much, not a self-promoter at all, just plays good football. I mean, Sony Michelle was thought to be a better running back coming out of college. Nick Chubb is just like, all right, yeah, he's pretty good. No, he's really good. No, he's as good as any running back in football, and that's a huge loss for the Browns. Now, he got a second contract. And I don't know, is he two years into that second contract, Paulie? Yeah, he signed, because remember, he did get second-round money, not a ton of money coming out of college. He signed a three-year, $36 million deal a couple years ago, $12 million signing bonus, $20 million guaranteed. So let's say this injury is really, really serious. He would Let's say he couldn't continue for some reason. He's going to make $34 million in his career, yeah. including this year's salary, which is completely guaranteed. Yeah. And that's a competitive division. You know, I do like the Ravens a lot. I think the Ravens are a Super Bowl contender. And, you know, let's see what the Bengals are able to do. Now 0-2. The Browns with that performance and then losing Nick Chubb. The Steelers are good. You know, I I just... This is one of those divisions where I think anybody can win it. And we're probably going to see that sort of... uh, maneuvering throughout the season. Somebody's going to be in first, somebody's going to be in second, somebody's going to be in last, and uh, you know could be flip-flopped by the end of the year. Yes, Seaton. Nick Chubb is going to make in his whole career what Jared Goff is making this season. Yeah. Yeah. S- slightly less than that is Ryan Tannehill this season, and he'll make in his whole career. Yep. Ryan Tannehill's getting like almost $30 million this year. Yeah. It's the position. No. And I know everybody says, oh, they need guaranteed contracts. This is why they don't get guaranteed contracts, because of the position that they play. If you say, this guy's going to have the ball this many times during a game, 25 times. Well, 25 times, there's 11 guys who want to tackle him. You know, quarterback has protection. Running backs, they run. And sometimes they're running and it's just them. So when you think about it, you know, receivers don't get, nobody has this where you're exposed like this. And we're seeing this. You know, Saquon Barkley, that was just like a simple play and a tackle, and then he hurts his ankle. Josh Jacobs, minus two yards. Now you have Nick Chubb. And then what happens is you get somebody who comes in to replace them. And you saw that last night. Jerome Ford. Who? And he's making the league minimum. And he looked really good. You can find it. Marvin always says it's like finding the guy who can shoot threes and play D. Like a three and D guy, you can find those guys. There's a lot of those guys floating around. You can bring one in. That's what the running back position is. It's like, uh, yeah, he's out. All right, we'll find somebody. And then you normally do. Yeah, Paul. Yeah, you're right. There's no worse weekend for the cause of NFL running backs than what just happened the past two days. Barkley, they give him a raise, he's out. Nick Chubb, he gets the the big deal. For a running back, he got a big deal, and he's out. His his running back is the backup guy, runs for six and a half yards a carry. Yeah. And it's gonna it's not going to get better, probably get worse. Uh, and I hate, you know, nobody likes to see that. Even if you're a Steeler fan, you don't like seeing something like that. Nah. And, you know... I don't know if it was a dirty hit or not. I know that they spent a lot of time talking about the injury. 
They didn't show the injury again. And and I want to talk about that because I've been in these situations before when I've been on SportsCenter where you have to say, hey, want to give you a heads up. Jason Kendall of the Pirates. I remember he broke his ankle trying to beat out an infield hit with the Pirates. And, you know, so we have the highlights and then you got to, you know, make a educated decision where you're trying to protect the people who are watching this. I remember Jason uh, Kendall was upset at SportsCenter because we did show it. I remember having a conversation with him and he was disappointed that, uh, you know, we showed that. There, there are certain injuries. A Louisville basketball player. What was it? Kevin Ware. And, uh, you know, gruesome injury in the tournament. Broke his leg. And uh, Willis McGahee. I was there for that injury. He blew out his knee. You just, you see these moments, and then you want to know, can I, can I show it? How do we show it? Do I give you the d- disclaimer there? But it's, there's a difference, I guess, in sports journalism, uh, journalism and then news journalism. Um, I mean, I'm, I side more with the news journalism of, I'm going to show you this. It can be disturbing here, but, you know, we're here to chronicle this. We're here to talk about this. You try not to make it, you know, salacious here. And, and hey, let's show it again at this angle. I think you have to be fair to the story that you're going to show it once. Yes, Todd. And you could protect yourself, I guess, a little bit by saying, you know, for those of you weak of heart or of a queasy stomach, you know, we're going to about to show you something you may want to look away. But that certainly doesn't help at a sports bar where you're not going to hear that and you're going to show it and all of a sudden you're going to see something you may not want to see. We'll take a break. We'll talk about that. We'll settle on a poll question. Uh, the man who uh, did the profile on Deion Sanders on 60 Minutes, the reporter, correspondent John Wertheim, will join us uh, coming up next hour. Would they have run that story on Dion if Colorado had lost to Colorado State? That's one of my big questions for John. So Steelers win, Saints win. Uh, Michigan State is looking for a new college football coach. We'll talk about some of the uh, baseball playoff runs, the Reds and Diamondbacks making late playoff runs as well. The uh, Colorado State player who had the hit on Travis Hunter receives death threats. And Saquon Barkley out for, looks like, three weeks. So a lot of topics here. You can be part of the conversation. We're back after this on The Dan Patrick Show. Thanks for listening to The Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. All right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You can trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. 
You know, you get those pieces, like there was the hat, there was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the, I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what, too, is funny about a battleship? It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find that's not just a household item. Wow, you know I haven't even thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you could also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini games like digging for treasure or a robot Pachenko machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. ESPN PR just sent out a note. ESPN's fifth most watched college football game on record. Colorado, Colorado State, 9.3 million. Shatters the previous ESPN late prime window viewership high. Any other numbers in there, Paulie? So the fifth most watched college football game on the mothership. It peaked around 11 million during uh, around 11 to 11.15. Yes, Todd? Which begs the question, do you believe, Dan Patrick? Um, my job is not to believe. <laughs> my job is not no, to No, 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 no. Don't give me that bull job. Do you believe? <laughs> they done made it! Personal. Come on, let's go. Come on, let's go. Uh, John Wertheim, Sports Illustrated executive editor, senior writer, and 60 Minutes correspondent. Of course, just spent some time with Deion Sanders, and uh, he joins us now. What was the game plan if Colorado had lost to Colorado State, John, as far as 60 Minutes airing your interview? Yeah, let, let me uh, let me show you the Google Doc I wrote at about 1 in the morning Eastern time on uh, on Sunday morning when they were down 11 and we had to quickly ad-lib about how Despite this impressive start, maybe some of the passion has been cooled after a surprising. Uh, yeah, um, there were there were candidly there was there were some nervous moments there in the fourth. Uh, you know, with uh, with about ten minutes left, but uh, all, all good. But you were going to run that no matter what, even if they lost to Colorado State. Yeah, I mean, honestly, like the the promos go out, and uh, it's it's kind of too late to pull back. Um, and I, I mean, honestly, I. I think the larger thesis would have held, right? This is a guy shaking up college sports and he's really leaning into all these changes and he's a charismatic guy. But yeah, it would, uh, it would have been suboptimal if they had uh, suffered a home loss uh, when they were 20 whatever point favorites. Any difference in Dion from the last time he was profiled at Jackson State to now at Colorado? Yeah, it's, that's a good question. Yeah, in some ways. Very, you know, like exactly the same guy. Um, a lot of sort of very familiar tropes, and in other ways, it's really hard to exaggerate just how different a job this is. Going from the, the mission of, of elevating all these historically black, not just Jackson State, but all these HBCUs, to suddenly this guy is playing Power Five football, and it's all about it's it's recruiting and NIL and conference realignment. I mean, it's really hard to 
exaggerate sort of the and in some ways it's same guy same job same charis you know same charisma but it's a really different job than what he had uh eight months ago do you pitch the story when you first profiled him at jackson state you have to pitch this to 60 minutes and say what about this and then how does it work with uh this story emerging this past sunday um yeah my my producer Dragon Mihailovich, we were sort of talking. It's like, you know what? I, I, I know we just did this guy, but he's kind of relevant and it's a kind of a different company. And uh, it was like, why don't we, why don't we give this, uh, why, why don't we give this a shot in a new location? Um, as far as he said, the mission, you know, the job was accomplished at Jackson state, you know, like why leave? And I think he said, you know, I, I'd done what I was supposed to do. Uh, were you satisfied with that answer that this is why he, he had done everything. He was. What was the mission at Jackson State? Yeah, I mean, we, we talked about that a lot last year. And he sort of said, look, I'm not one of these these climber coaches that wants to make it up the ladder. And I'm not, I don't need the money. He really leaned into the mission. And here was, the, he'd never been to Jackson, Mississippi. He went there. He was very moved. Here was this historically black school. He talked a lot about how players that came, can they come here, Travis Hunter, they, they would be part of setting a different path. This wasn't just, hey, this is the best school that's recruiting me for the fattest NIL deal. He really leaned into the mission. The city was going through a water crisis. I mean, I, I can't describe, I can't, I can't exaggerate how big a deal this was in Jackson, Mississippi. Um, I mean, honestly, he kind of tiptoed around it. I think he got a bit frustrated. Um, I think not everyone has his uh, his drive and ambition. And I think he sort of at some point sort of threw up his hands and said, I've done all I can do here. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's tough. Look, we, we've seen this all the time, right? I mean, what coach doesn't want a better job? We all know that you go from school A to school B. He positioned himself of, look, I don't need to be playing this game. I don't care what they're paying me. It's pocket change to me anyway. This is about something much bigger than getting to the next big college football job. Did Prime Academy come up at any time in any of your interviews with him? Yeah, it did. It did in Jackson. And I sort of said, you know, what's, you, you've got some answering to do. And he essentially said it was one of the best things that's happened to me because I learned what I'm good at. I learned what I'm not good at. I'm learned. I made mistakes that I won't uh, repeat again. And I, I thought he actually, you know, I, we, we pushed him. He asked and answered and, and we moved on. Yeah, because I had an athletic director of a school that had an opening and he said that 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 he kept coming back to this prime academy, this high school that Dion started, and it fell apart for a variety of reasons. But that made him very cautious about wanting to hire Dion Sanders. I don't know if that happened with any other universities, including his alma mater, but I, I do think it played a role at least with one athletic director. Could you see that happening? So I, I do, and I heard that too. I mean, I think the other thing too is if you hire this guy, you're giving up some power if you're the AD. Yeah. Um, he's doing, I mean, as far as I can, you know, everything is legitimate. Everything's within the guidelines, but you can see it even in Colorado. I mean, this is not your standard hire. And for some of these ADs that like to have, uh, you know, that like to oversee the football team and they want to consolidate things, um, you know, I, I think it's it takes a certain kind of AD who's willing to take a risk on a personality as big as that. What is his role at Colorado? Yeah, it's, it's a good question. And I was a little, we asked him that and just sort of said, look, I, I see your business card. I see your title. What is a head football coach at a school like this? And there were, you know, I, I think 
he sees himself in some cases as a father figure to some of these kids. Some of this is X's and O's. And I actually was really impressed. This is not just someone who shows up and watches practice for 15 minutes and then goes out to lunch with boosters. I mean, he's really all in on the football part. But I think he also sees himself as a CEO. And, you know, you go on, you go on the website for Colorado football and there's a little dollar sign icon next to the players. And he's very transactional and very rational. And some of this is about making money for the school. And some of this is about the athletic department. Some of this is about he wants these kids to get paid appropriately. And he wants these kids to be well set up when they're done playing. Um, I mean, the, the idea that he's just sort of a figurehead and he's this charismatic celebrity and this Hall of Famer. I was impressed at Jackson when I saw the level of his involvement, not just with sort of play calling and practice, but he knew which kids came from single family homes and single parent homes and which kids. I mean, he knows who transferred from where and this kid's a junior, but he's got sophomore eligibility. He really knows this team. And I think that's something that might get overlooked. Yeah, there was a moment where there was a little pushback from you, um, you know, where you challenged him a little bit, you know, being honest. My problem, the only problem I had the way Dion came in was you can get rid of players. You can get rid of coaches. Don't do that on camera. And I thought that that was unfair to those kids. That if, you, hey, you're, you won one game, you're not in my future, get packing. Um, but, you know, you can't have a video of that, of doing that to these kids. And that's, that's been my only knock on him, you know, with what he did. He came in, he cleaned house, okay, don't do it on camera. That's a, I, I'm, I'm kicking myself. I wish I'd asked him. I think that's a really good point. Don't humiliate these kids. I mean, you know, it's not like they're signing consent forms, too, when the cameras are rolling. I mean, everything he does, there's, you know, he's, he's very good on social media, which I think is something else. I, I mean, I think a lot of programs are going to be playing catch-up, honestly, whether it's yeah. NIL or whether it's the docuseries or whether it's, you know, using that transfer portal. Um, there are cameras everywhere. And you never know, is it for, for his own feed? Is this for Colorado? Is this for this Amazon docuseries? But Everything he does is on camera. Right? That's that's actually a really good point. These nineteen-year-old kids. You, if you're going to chase them out, you can do that behind closed doors. All right. Are you? Last time we had John, you, you were going to Wimbledon and you were going to work on Novak Djokovic. Um, and I don't know where that stands, but also I'm going to guess you being uh, the per- peripatetic uh, reporter correspondent that Lionel Messi would be maybe on your menu. Uh, I uh, I, gotta, I gotta tread carefully here. Uh, I like your instincts. Um, The concurrent multimedia project he's involved in, uh, um, yeah, it would be great. If Lionel Messi called this afternoon and said uh, he's in, I'd be in. Okay, what what about Djokovic? Um, Yeah, it's just, I mean, honestly, I I don't remember saying, yeah, I think that's just a question of timing, but I think, um, man, he's he's done pretty well since we, that was about like six weeks ago, and he's added, uh, added another major to his hall. Doing, doing pretty well for 36. Good to talk to you again, John. Thanks for joining us. Anytime. Thanks, Dan. That's John Wertheim, Sports Illustrated executive editor, senior writer, and, of course, correspondent for 60 Minutes. Yeah, I enjoy Dion. You know, I've had people say, why are you hating? I'm like, first of all, stop. I, I just cover. I'm not a cheerleader. I, I love stories. I root for stories. But in this case, that's the problem I had. He came in, and he was prime, and he embarrassed those kids. That's all. That doesn't mean I hate the story or hate him or hate their success. 
He makes my job easier. I got things to talk about. It's a great storyline. Do I think it's sustainable this year? I don't. But I'm enjoying it now. And I think next year, I mean, that's where I said he would make his impact next year. That's when I thought you would see a true Deion Sanders-led team. They have jumped the gun on that. They're a big underdog against Oregon. Then they have USC. This could be brought back down to earth quickly. And now, there's part of me that I hope it is sustainable for this year. It's a great story. But we never like to factor in reality. <laughs> it's like, man, this is wonderful. And then you go, uh, well, you know, this could happen here. But if I happen, if I happen to add logic, perspective, then somehow I'm a hater, which I'm not. Dion has been very generous to this show. We've invited him on every week. And maybe he'll join us. Maybe he won't. But my job is not to, you know, be a, a fan of the, the program. My job is to cover the program. And I'm trying to do that the best I can without having any kind of bias one way or another. That's all. Yeah, Mark. So college basketball, let's get Allen Iverson because we don't cover college basketball until March unless Allen Iverson shows up. We need somebody on that level to give us that type of story. We're rooting for the story, not the team per se, but I would love for them to go 8-2, and 8-3. and three. Yeah, but Allen Iverson's not the personality that Dion is. Like, Dion is an unbelievable height machine. Iverson's not. I- Iverson played away like, like Dion. He had style. He had flair. He didn't have the same charisma that Dion has. I mean, Dion is saying, turn on the lights. On me. Focus on me. And he's comfortable. I never thought Iverson was that comfortable in, in the spotlight off the court. And, of course, he had you know the issue, you know, the confrontation that put him in jail. Uh, and then John Thompson you know, saved his life, got him out, got him at Georgetown. But, you know, the way he played, you know, we wanted to emulate. But Dion is more than just the way he played. It's, it's a personality. It's contagious. As Dion says, these kids aren't coming to this university. They're coming to this university to play for me. And he's right. You're coming to play for Dion. Yeah, Marvin. I'm with you there. But I think as far as maybe the pomp and circumstance, the, the rappers, the other athletes, they would come to, if he, you know, went to Hampton University or Howard University, mm. it would be one of those, like, all right, we got to go see Allen Iverson's team play. Maybe not the charisma and the outgoing personality that Dion is, but as far as the reverence that people have for him. Maybe. And, like, kids that play now, they didn't really see Dion play or Iverson play, but their parents do, and they still know who those guys are. So, I mean, just from that aspect, not from the entertainer side off the field. Well, that's when people, analysts brought up that this opens the door for blackhead coaches, and I said, no, it doesn't. There's only one Dion. That's it. And what he's doing is hard to replicate. You know, be really hard for anybody to replicate this. Who has that kind of personality, that magnanimous personality? And he is, you're watching him on the sidelines. You're watching a coach on the sidelines. But he's also rel- he's relatable. He has two sons who are the same age as the you know kids he's recruiting. One's his defensive back, one's his quarterback. And if you understand pop culture, and pop culture understands you, 
and you have that marriage, and that's what you have here. This is unique, unique, fascinating. And it happened overnight because they beat TCU. If they lose to TCU by 21 points, there's no story. Even if they beat Nebraska, even if they beat Colorado State, you're like, okay, all right, well, let's see what they do against Oregon. And they're 23-point underdogs this weekend. And then they got USC. And then it all goes away. But it didn't. They did win. And then they beat Nebraska. They're not any good. Colorado State's not good, but they played great. And then here you are, 3-0. and You're going to Eugene, Oregon. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 to noon Eastern or 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Dan Patrick Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Or stream us live on the Peacock app. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's me, three-time Pro Bowler LeVar Arrington, and I couldn't be more excited to announce a podcast called Up On Game. What is Up On Game, you ask? Along with my fellow Pro Bowler, TJ Hushmanzada, and Super Bowl champion, yep, that's right, Plexico Burris. You can only name a show with that type of talent on it. Up On Game. We're going to be sharing our real-life experiences loaded with teachable moments. Listen to Up On Game with me, LeVar Arrington, TJ Hushmanzada, and Plexico Burris on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast from. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. All right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You can trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. You know, you get those pieces like there was the hat. There was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what, too, is funny about a battleship. It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find that's not just a household item. Wow, I haven't even thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you can also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini games like Digging for Treasure or a Robot Pachenko Machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Still hour on this Tuesday, Dan and the Danettes, Dan Patrick Show. Stat of the day brought to you by Panini America, the official trading cards of the Dan Patrick Show. Last night, decent football. Do you like the doubleheader? I hope you do, because we have a doubleheader coming up next Monday night on the Mothership. You got one good game, right? You got the Eagles in Tampa Bay, both undefeated. By the way, then you got the Rams against the Bengals, but then Joe Burrow might not play in that game. Maybe we don't have a good game coming up between those two on Monday night. Steelers beat the Browns by four. They uh, also Browns losing the game and Nick Chubb done for the season. Saints beat the Panthers and the Saints are now two and zero. Patrick Mahomes got a new deal, and uh, I thought it was uh, really brilliant of his management to just go, let me just hold on here. Let me see. Justin Herbert got paid. All right. Joe Burrow got paid. Lamar Jackson got paid. Okay. Um, Hey, uh, ownership. My guy just won the Super Bowl for you. We'd like to uh, freshen things up a little bit. Sure. We can do that. So Patrick Mahomes got paid. I don't know if you have any pushback, if you're the Chiefs ownership, (laughs) where you go, well, because any contract that I negotiated or I was involved in, they'd always – Say, yeah, but, and then they would put out something that I needed to do or I didn't do or I should do more. I don't think you could do that if you're the uh, Hunt family. You're going, uh, okay, how much? Okay, yep, absolutely. Because whatever it is, it's still going to be a bargain. But Kansas City's going to have to rely on him even more so, it feels like, this year, and uh, or at least so far. The offense hasn't been there yet, but, you know, at what point do you say, this is what this offense is going to look like? Because we're talking about it now, and we could replay this in 10 weeks from now, and we might be sounding silly. Or we might be right on target, where it's like, okay, not as good of offensive line. Uh, Travis Kelsey coming back. Uh, you know, Chris Jones had a big impact this past weekend here. What about the other players? Running game, those kind of things. And are they able to sort of refresh that and come back and be the Kansas City Chiefs we've come to expect? Yes, Eden. It's funny, even in a year that Patrick Mahomes looks more human than he ever has in his career, he still gets a monster deal. Yeah. Well, they're banking on him being able to continue to do this, no matter who they put in there. You know, it's it's almost getting like the Tom Brady treatment of, uh, hey, Tom, you got to make good with what we got there. Wait, who are these guys? Well, just do your best, you know. You got the greatest coach in history right there. Yeah, I wish he was a better GM. Get me some talent here. Mahomes has been lucky, fortunate, to have an offensive-minded head coach and some skilled position players. And, of course, he's wonderful as well. His contracts right now feel like like compounding interest. Like he doesn't even just, like, he just keeps, all right, this contract is just going to make you more money on the next one, which is going to make you more money on the next one. It just keeps rolling. Sunday night, it'll be T.J. Watt and the Steelers taking on Jimmy Garoppolo and the Raiders. Sunday at 7 Eastern on NBC and Peacock. DraftKings has updated over under 
win totals. Hmm. Who do you think has the highest over-under win total, according to DraftKings? Marvin, I'll start with you. My Niners. Bloop, bloop, bloop. Then we have one, two, three teams who are tied at 11 and a half wins over under. Seton? Eagles, question mark? The Eagles. Where are the Eagles? They're not even in here. What? This is flawed. <laughs> it, it is. Where's Ray? Tell no. me what the Eagles over under is. Come on, Ray. Ray's having a bad week here. I heard him get yelled at on the uh, gambling podcast. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, he screwed up. Yeah, because he messed up. And then he's like, no, it's your guys' fault. And then he's like, oh, no. It was no, me. it's mine. Yeah. Chiefs, Dolphins, Cowboys, 11 and a half wins. The Eagles have to be there or, yeah, I don't have the over-under for uh, the Eagles. They get, they're deleted? They're not even on there? I don't know what's going on. The Bills are 10 and a half. Let me see anything else interesting here. Uh, did you hear from Picture Day, Ray? I sure did, Dan. 11 and a half for the Eagles. Okay. Is there a reason why it wasn't on the sheet? I'm going to be looking for an answer right now. Okay. I'm going to yell at him via DM. Okay. Uh, early Coach of the Year odds. Marvin, I'll start with you. He is not in the top <laughs> five. He doesn't coach the Cowboys. I'm changing my answer. Mike McDaniel. Boop, boop, boop. <laughs> then it's the coach of my Atlanta Falcons, Arthur Smith. Where's Dan Campbell? The line was supposed to be so great this no. season. DC's got to be up there, doesn't he? John Harbaugh and Dan Campbell, same odds. And then Matt LeFleur of the Packers. Bob Sala not getting any love? Yeah. Okay. Bob. Bob Sala. Bob. Hey, Bobby. Bobby. Which NFL team will be the last undefeated team? Todd? The last undefeated team will be the Niners. They're second. Paulie? You notice how Todd repeated your question? Yes, back because to he didn't. Yeah, I know but that. But I heard it. I oh, I know. I'm glad you were listening. I was stalling to look at the 2 and 0 I'm glad that you were listening. 11. Yeah. Yeah? Maybe? Yeah, yeah I guess. What was the question I asked? Favorite child I've, or something? No, it, um, oh, are you their favorite? Are oh, you the yeah. favorite child? Are you yeah. your mom's favorite child? Yeah, I should have definitely said absolutely. But yes. then you didn't hear the question, and but but you answered it. Like, I answered yeah. it. I answered it right, but I answered it kind of like hedging my bets. The Eagles are the odds-on favorite to be the last undefeated team. Then the Niners, Cowboys, Ravens, and then the Dolphins. So I don't know what any of this means, but it did take up about four minutes. Uh, what do you have, uh, Marvin? Hey, Dan, Ray's got an answer. To what? Why they couldn't... Uh, Put the Eagles on here? Yeah. Okay. He said he could only do the inter- the interesting teams, he was told. Whoa. Who told him that? Because it wasn't me. Wasn't me to you. I can't fire Ray right now. Wait until, like, Friday after the gambling podcast. Thursday after the gambling podcast. He doesn't even get meat Friday. Gotcha. Is he even a full-time employee? Not anymore. Yeah. He had a good run. Yeah, great run. Yeah. Picture day, Ray. Looks like Jared Goff. Uh, yeah, Paul. I have a question off last night's games. Now, they weren't that exciting or that good. Are any of the four teams that played last night even close to threatening? 
threatening to make the Super Bowl? Threatening. Could you see any of the four teams in any scenario making the Super Bowl this year? From last night. Well, I think the Saints, because they could win their division and home and have a home playoff game. I don't see Cleveland or Pittsburgh winning that division. Carolina certainly isn't. I, I guess by the process of elimination, I'd say the Saints. But you don't sound like you believe it in any way. No, 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 I don't. No. Can uh, you see Cleveland riding the ship, or is the Nick Chubb thing too too painful? Literally. Um, I, I, it's just a, a pretty competitive, it's a balanced division. I don't think you have a bad team. You may not have a great team, but you have, I think Baltimore has the potential to be great. Um, I just not sure about the Steelers offense. I like the defense, the Browns. I am just not sure, of, you know, what we're doing, expecting to see with Deshaun Watson there. Then you lose Nick Chubb, um, but the Bengals without Joe Burrow for a little while. Yeah, I, I don't see anybody threatening about out of uh, any of those teams. Uh, let's see. Uh, poll question for the final hour, Seton, if you want to uh, freshen up what we had uh, last hour and let us know what the uh, end results. I thought they were interesting results. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we were talking about um, should TV broadcast show you know, replays of gruesome injuries. Mm-hmm. Uh, and right now, it's still split. Uh, well, now it's 52-48. Uh, yes, they should. Okay. Yeah, Paul? So, off the Nick Chubb hit last night, it was Minka Fitzpatrick on the hit, correct? Um, a lot of people were discussing it, uh, the hit and things like that. Like, Ryan Clark from ESPN was discussing it, saying it was a clean hit. And then Nate Burleson from CBS saying it, it was not a clean hit. And that's an example of where a replay would really illuminate what happened on the play. Was it a dirty hit? Was it low? Was he Nick Chubb being held up and another guy comes in low when he's unprotected? But since there's no replay, the story is just you have to go find it for yourself. But also you're giving two different answers from one a defensive player and one an offensive player. Nate Burleson, a former wide receiver, said it was a dirty hit. Ryan Clark, a defensive back, saying it wasn't. Yes, Eden. I mean, I've, I've never played football but we just had somebody on recently. I forget who it was, but you're, you're taught to aim for the thighs, right? That, to me, the, the difference between when everybody is moving so fast and you Notre aim... Dame's coach. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's who it was. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You aim for the thighs. Everybody is moving so fast, and you throw yourself at somebody's thighs, it, it's very likely that you could hit a knee. Yeah. I mean, that's, that doesn't seem all that crazy to me. That it, I didn't think it was a dirty hit. Well, I just think the result of it was really awful. But I didn't, it didn't seem like it was dirty to me. Sometimes we look at a hit and we think that there's something nefarious to it, depending on what the result is, the outcome of it is, where you know somebody gets really hurt and you go, oh, was that a dirty hit? I didn't think in the moment it was. I thought it was just a football play. But you know, if we had kind of a closer look, then maybe we would have seen something different there. But that, you know, my first glance, I didn't think so. Yeah, Paul. Nate Burleson of CBS said, the problem is Minka Fitzpatrick is a veteran DB who torpedoed Chubb's leg while he's already being taken down by another defender. And he went through all the, you know, back and forth of what you'd say on it. Another example is like, um, we showed the Aaron Rodgers injury 15 times. Now, it wasn't gruesome. Even though his, he was, his Achilles was rolling up his leg. You couldn't see it, and it was not that off-putting. It didn't look like a harsh play. But that you saw 15 times because it was a star player being hurt. 
Now, Nate Burleson goes on to say in his tweet, I will leave all defensive players with this. Would you hit your own teammate like that in a live scrimmage? That's a rhetorical question because the answer should be no. So keep that in mind the next time you think about aiming at someone's knees during a game. Well, there's a lot of hits that you wouldn't do on your teammate, but you would do the opponent. I mean, is he saying that Minka Fitzpatrick wanted to injure Nick Chubb? He, he even says that. He goes, I don't know Minka well enough to call him dirty, so I won't. He said it's reckless for a veteran to hit someone. Like that. Well, okay, that's semantics. It's reckless. Is he a dirty player? Is he known as a dirty player? Um, if a defender goes high and a player gets concussed, he's dirty. If a defender goes low and a player gets a lower injury, he's dirty. Where can he hit a runner then, y'all? I mean, sheesh. The growing softness of this game and the sensitivity of those who watch it uh, saddens me. Is this the Ryan Clark? Yeah, Ryan Clark saying this. Yeah, that's Ryan Clark's initial post about it this morning. Yes. Ryan of ESPN. The growing softness of this game and the sensitivity of those who watch it saddens me. All right. Well, uh, back and forth there. Yeah, I, I don't think you can say, would you do this in a live scrimmage against one of your teammates? Well, no. Of course you wouldn't. Um, but that doesn't mean that he went out of his way to try to injure Nick Chubb. And I don't know if Minka, has Minka Fitzpatrick ever been singled out as a dirty player? Is he a headhunter? I don't. I don't know. But it, you are getting two perspectives: one as a former defensive back, one as a uh, uh, wide receiver. Yes, he. I don't really understand what's so soft though about not wanting concussions and blown out knees. <laughs> uh, Sounds reasonable to me. Not <laughs> not soft, but. Well, the concussion part of it, you know, that, that has nothing to do with being soft. Um, I, I think trying to blame this on Minka Fitzpatrick with, you know, his hit because he wouldn't hit one of his teammates in a live scrimmage. Um, I, I think there's a disconnect between those two. But, yeah, getting concussed doesn't mean you're soft. <laughs> yes, Paul. Minka Fitzpatrick, a handful of times in his career, was called for illegal hits to the head, a defensive player, he was not one on um, Higgins from the Bengals. He was not fined for that, but it was a it was discussed. But he doesn't have like a, a long history of being fined. Yeah, all right. I like the debate there. Todd, get both of them on and see if they want to uh, debate. Why this. not? Yeah. <laughs> it seems like there's such a fine line between dirty or not. Well, there are dirty players, definitely. But then, I. It feels like no matter what a defensive player does. He can't win. And even when he does win, they change rules so he can't win. They want all this offense. They want to protect everybody. You can't protect everybody all the time. And this might have been just one of those situations where, hey, you know, kind of the wrong place, wrong time, and the uh, wrong result. Maybe I aimed here, and I went lower than that. You know, defensive players talk about hitting a quarterback. I got to hit you in the size of a mailbox. That's about it. And I got to be careful when I bring you down. And then I can't slam you and I can't land on top of you. And I can't, you know, basically I have to cradle you and then lay you on the ground. That's the soft part of the NFL right there. Because now you're saying, yes, we must protect these quarterbacks. We don't care about the defensive player. 
even with offensive linemen. We're letting them line up a couple yards off the line of scrimmage. We're giving you a head start because they can't, they're not athletically able to keep up with these edge rushers. Now, they haven't come up with a rule yet for Micah, or, uh, for Micah Parsons, <laughs> but they will. <laughs> they will. Uh, anybody who wears number 11, uh, they have to count one Mississippi, two Mississippi, three Mississippi before they, uh, they go and try to sack the quarterback. Yeah, Paul. I remember a bunch of years ago we had Heinz Ward on, the former Steelers wide receiver. I think you asked him, would you rather have, take a hard shot to low or high? He said high. He goes, if I get a concussion, I'm out a week. If you hit me my knees, I'm out a year. Yeah. And he goes, and he goes, and everyone would say the same thing. That was Heinz Ward. We'll take a break. We'll get to uh, more phone calls coming up. Are we going to go with the new poll question final hour, Seaton? Yeah, we're actually going to put up there um, who currently Ooh. has more leverage, uh, Shohei Otani or Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.